Hi guys, welcome to the Mission Empowered podcast with me, your host, Emily. The purpose of this podcast is to help you live a more empowered life through sharing my tips, my guidance, and my experiences on health, fitness, nutrition, and mindset, and hopefully we'll have some laughs along the way too. Any questions that you have about anything I talk about in the upcoming episodes, you can reach me over on Instagram at underscore em.powered. Thank you so much for giving me your time to listen today. I am super grateful and so glad you are here and I hope you enjoy the upcoming episode. Hi guys, welcome back to the Mission Empowered podcast. Hope you are good. So as much as I feel full of energy, it sounds like I'm full of energy. I have not, I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I've just sat here and I, I have a million and one ideas what I want to do with this podcast. And this morning I've just sat here for like, I'm so sad. 30 minutes of my life wasted thinking, what do I want to do the podcast on? Because I only like doing this podcast if I feel like I can bring the energy to it. And, you know, I'm passionate about it. And I don't know, the passion just went there this morning. Do you know what? Possibly, possibly, because I normally do this podcast after I've been in the gym. I normally come back to the gym. I'm like, whoa, hyped. Maybe listen to like a few other podcasts, got my ideas, got my creative juices flowing. Yes, because exercise and moving. Oh, that I've just I've just answered my own. I've just coached myself. So just a quick one. Like when we move, it creates more energy. Blood flows to our brain. If anyone's ever seen this scan, right, this is mind blowing. Oh God, look at me go now. I'm full of it. Um, when you it, it, there's a brain scan, and you can Google this. It's it, I think it's very. I'll, I'll Google it in a minute, but I think it's very um, easy accessible on Google, is that you can look at a brain scan of someone who is sedentary at their brain activity, and then after a 20-minute walk, and you can see their brain matter increase, and like their creative and cognitive function increase after 20 minutes, so I've literally just coached myself, that is why um, I've probably sat here for half an hour thinking, what should I do, I'm really, I should have gone for a walk, oh well, we live and learn, so Today's podcast, as you can see from the episode, is I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Um, and then I thought, I've just kicked off the Fit and Six. In the Fit and Six, we have a Q&A thread, which, by the way, is absolutely booming. And it's where anyone can ask any any questions they want regarding to the Fit and Six, regarding to life, regarding nutrition, exercise, lifestyle, anything. So for today, what an amazing, like, fountain of knowledge that is sitting there that I can give to you on the podcast. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And that's what we're going to run through. So I'm going to run through some of the questions that people have asked in the Fit and Six because they are like day-to-day stuff. And, and these girls are you. These girls are you. My my followers, my, do we say audience? Let's say audience is the people who come into the Fit and Six who have listened to this podcast and thought, yes, I want to work with them. And so I'm going to take their thoughts and answer them, their questions and answer them. And hopefully it helps some of you guys out as well. So I'm just going to roll this. Let's do like, 20 minutes uh, of Q&A and hopefully it helps. Okay, so the first one is from Lauren and she asked me, I'd like to have a protein shake in the day to boost my intake, but I fancy the clear way instead of the milky ones, but I'm confused by them all. There's one called isolate, one's for weight loss, vegan ones, what one would I recommend? What a bloody great question. Okay, so in regards to when we look at protein, say we go on my protein because we, we do see protein powders battered around everywhere. Um, so whey protein, it's the way that is our where we get our protein intake from. And when you look at 
initially when you go on like a protein website, you will see like whey protein and then you will see like whey protein isolate. And that tends to be a little bit more expensive. Now, the whey protein isolate has just gone through a different process, which, which makes it like a purer protein. I'm not going to go into like the full science. We don't need to know it. But basically, if you are starting out on your fitness journey, which a lot of my followers are, and a lot of people who listen to this just want like the basic, you know, basic bit of knowledge of where to get started, I would just say go for the impact way. Go for the standard whey protein. You don't need the whey isolate, okay? It's more expensive. It's marginally different. And there are some slight benefits of it. But when it comes to just starting out, your standard whey protein is going to do the job, okay? So that's the first thing. And I'm always going to come back to that. The little underheader of the next one is going to be, you will see things called diet whey or I don't know, fat burn away or whatever jazzy titles they got they they give to them. But I want you to understand when it comes to it, like diet whey or you know, whey for fat protein for fat loss, whatever. There's nothing, it's not necessarily they are low calories. In fact, in some instances, instances they are higher calories and higher sugar. Blows my bloody mind. But what they do to call it diet whey or to call it fat loss weight is they add in um, ingredients that have slightly bloody marginally um, effects on fat loss, such as like cayenne pepper, green tea extract, CLA, um, and some other ingredients. I don't, I don't know. I can't reel them off the top of my head. But things added in that they will say, you know, it increases your metabolism. It increases this. Increases your uh, body's temperature. Guys, it's irrelevant. Okay. The bottom line is, if you want fat loss, you got to be in a calorie deficit. You want to hit your protein and do your movements. The the small amount of ingredients that these are added in is literally a marketing gimmick. So, apologies if you've just invested in a diet way. Again, your, your your protein content is still going to be in there, so don't panic. But again, from a price point, they tend to be more expensive. And like I said, if you compare them, they are more calories and sometimes less protein. And they tell you to have more. It's just marketing gone wild on things like diet whey. So again, I'm going to come back to it. Just stick to your whey protein, your standard whey protein, no jazzy extras, you are looking around, like on average, it's probably going to give you 20, 25 grams of protein per serving and about 100 calories per serving, roughly. If there's like, you know, more, more calories, just again, just check what's in it, check the serving. Um, a lot of protein companies will tell you to have two scoops of protein, which will take you up to like the 50 gram mark. You don't need to do that. You can just have like one serving. I I have for me, I always try and get 30 grams of protein from my whey protein scoop, uh, which tends to be about 30 or 35 grams of the powder to get my 30 grams of protein. Uh, But yeah, I just have the standard whey protein. If you're not a fan or if you're dairy free, there is now um, something called clear whey, which is like uh, whey protein, but in squash form. Again, very handy to have and uh, really easy to get in and bump your protein up. Um, but yeah, again, so clear whey is an option, totally an option. Um, and what, what else did you ask me on that one? Okay, so she said, you know, I want, I want to boost my protein intake. That is like the perfect language because that is what we want to be using protein shakes for 
We don't want to be swapping out meals for a protein shake. Because when we look at where protein comes from, from a nutritional point of view, it normally, when we have it in whole food forms, such as like your yogurt, your chicken, your eggs, cottage cheese, all of that jars, meats, the whole purpose of having that is that we feel like we're having a meal. When we just have shakes, as you will know, there's no chewing involved. It's literally like a drink. It's a drink. It's a drink, okay? And as much as we'll get our protein intake from it and it can fill us up, we don't want to be having like two meals at a protein shakes, you know, or down in six protein shakes a day to hit our protein target. And then we're just having our calories from crisps or something. You know, you've, you want to get your protein from your meals, but definitely you can add in your protein to your yogurt, your porridge. Um, for me, for example, at the moment, I am having in my protein shake. So I'm having my protein. I have it with semi-skimmed milk. I have it with chia seeds, mixed berries, and I have it with a side of peanut butter on toast. So you can see like I'm having a meal. I'm going through that chewing process, that digestive process. I'm getting my fiber in again, because fiber is huge in our diet. Um, so yeah, when it comes to protein shakes, hopefully that answered a few little questions. Uh, and as always, guys, if you do have anything else that you do want to ask me, fire it over on Instagram. But yeah, um, when it comes to protein, don't be, don't fall into the marketing trap of going for the diet way one if just because you're on a fat loss journey, because in reality, the impact way, the, the, the standard way protein is perfect. I keep saying impact way, that's what you get on my protein, uh, which for me, it's got loads of flavors. It has got um, loads of flavors, good nutrition, and it's really affordable. So hit me up my protein and give me a sponsor. Okay, next one. Next question. So when we get into tracking on my fitness pal, do I need to, do 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 vegetables need to be tracked? Okay, so the answer to this is yes or no. I would say yes. Now, it's not from a point of tracking your calories when it comes to veg because we don't get enough veg. So the likelihood is we're not going to eat overeat on veg. Like I said, the likelihood is. Um, I've never met anyone who has too many vegetables um or worked with anyone that has too many vegetables is normally we need to increase more and that is why i would say to track them so number one is to make sure you're hitting your target now if you want to know what target i set for my clients it is five to eight portions of fruit and veg a day and i and i say five veg three fruit so always in favor of vegetables they tend to carry uh, like i said before like more fiber more nutrients they um you know less sugar so I would, I always go in favor of vegetables, but definitely you want to include fruit in there as well. And one gram, one portion size is 80 grams. There you go, a little bit of knowledge for you. So it's not that they need to be tracked from a calorie point of view, but I would say track them to make sure you know you're getting enough and also a habit point of view. So if we say, okay, I'm going to go all in, I'm going to track my food, increase my education around food but I'm not going to track my veg. It's like doing half a job. And I would say, just go all in, track everything. So you're in the habit of tracking everything. Does that make sense? So by saying, right, I'm going to track everything I have, but I'm not going to track my veg. That could then trickle into, yeah, okay, I forgot to track a biscuit because actually I had a salad followed by a biscuit and I didn't track it, you know? So I would say if you are starting out on a tracking journey, um, definitely start tracking your veg. One, to make sure you're getting it in, and two, to stay in the habit of tracking. Um, okay, so next question. 
It was a beautiful one from Karina. And she said, hi, Em, if I am fasting, what is the best um, meal to have when my fasting is over? Which I thought was a great question. Okay, so when we are fasting, we want to break our fast with a proper meal that contains protein and contains fats. Okay, so that is like a really good question. So you don't want to break your fast with a bowl of cereal. Okay, because again, what you've got to remember is your stomach's going to be empty. Um, your blood sugar levels are going to be quite low because you haven't had any food. Um, so you want to put something in your body that isn't going to spike your blood sugar levels, your glucose levels, that then's going to cause like a massive drop and hit you up on this um, craving roller coaster for the rest of the day. So always recommend that it's not that you can't have carbs to break your fast, of course you can, but make that make that meal, make sure you're getting your big hit of protein in, have it with some fats, uh, and then you can have the carbs in if you want to as well. So a good meal to break your fast with could be um, your Greek yogurt with some peanut butter, with some berries, and then if you wanted to add in a little bit of, I don't know, maybe like a brown toast on the side, or some oats in there, something like that, but really going for like a big portion of protein and fats to break your fast, just try not to go, okay, I'm going to break my fast, like I said, with a big bowl of cereal, or what else will people break the fast of, I don't know, a muffin, you know, <laughs> muffin, Things like that. So breaking your fast, protein, fats, a little bit of carbs, um, if you want to, in there as well. Or, you know, like an omelette with veggies, really great one. You're getting your protein in, getting your fats in, getting your veggies in, great one to break your fast with. Okay, next one. This is, he's getting reeled off. Okay, uh, hi, Em. Exercise-wise, are we okay to use the gym classes? Oh, okay, so I'm just going to, translate this question to so this question in the fit and six and also with all of my clients they have resistance training programs set for them and these resistance training programs are set to be repeated each week so we can go through that process of progressive load overload and progressive adaptation so progressive overload when we go through resistance training is what we need to get stronger to consistently monitor our progress are we doing heavier weights are we doing more reps and then that ties into the progressive adaptation which is allowing your body to adapt to the exercises to adapt to the stress that you're putting it through on the exercises to get better to get stronger to get leaner the problem people have with wanting results in exercising is that they completely change it all the time so what what meg has asked me here is can i use the gym classes to do my you know, can I swap out the resistance and training for my gym classes? And the answer to this is no. The whole purpose of having a structured program is to get you the best results. And like I said, this is such a common mistake that I see girls make is that they join the gym and they go for the classes and they expect these big results. Now, from a fat loss and an energy output point of view, doing classes will help you to a certain extent because as we know, the bottom line of fat loss is energy in versus energy out or calories in versus calories out okay so if you're doing exercise and you've you're coming from a place where you've not done exercise you're going to be burning more calories but the majority of people i know when they join the gym is because they want to improve their body composition so by that i mean they want to have a little bit le less fat they want to have a little bit more muscle tone 
And for more muscle tone, we need to be doing resistance training, girls. I cannot emphasize this enough. We need to be doing resistance training. We need to be putting our bodies under loads. We need to be, you know, lifting the weights, tracking the weights each week, making sure we're improving on them weights. And that is the power of having a structured program and having someone say, listen, this is your setup for six weeks, eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks, whatever it is. But you need to be following a set program week in, week out, week in, week out and being consistent with it. So I thought that was a really good question because on my, when I set my girls training, whether it's a fit and six or whether it's one-to-one, they will have their resistance training set, which is their progressive overload section, but they then will have cardio set as well. And I do say, listen, your cardio is there for energy output and for your fitness levels. So actually, when it comes to cardio, you can sort of do what you want. You can go to the gym classes, your spin classes, your Zumba classes, okay? But don't go in with the mindset that thinking that Zumba class is going to give me my peachy bum and peachy and, and toned legs, okay? That Zumba class is there for your fitness levels, for your enjoyment. Let's not forget about enjoyment, Okay, and for your fitness levels, enjoyments, and energy output. Okay, so we're having that little push of extra calories out uh, is what it's there for. Okay, but if you want to see physical change and you want to, you know what, not just physical change, you want to feel stronger, you want to feel more confident, you want to increase that stronger mindset. That is what you are going to get from strength training. Okay, and resistance training and can and going in with a plan and knowing each week this is what I'm doing today and I'm gonna work on being better from it. I'm just gonna have a little add a little caveat. I don't even know if that's the right way. It sounds good, doesn't it? I should have just said it. Um caveat into that is that a lot of people who've been gym goers, let's say you've been going the gym, let's say you're my age, right? We are knocking on 34's door in a few weeks, guys. That's crazy. Uh, I'm 34. I'm a wife. Like, I literally feel like I sound like a middle-aged woman. Am I middle-aged? 34. Right. Absolute digress here. Here's a caveat. If you're my age, you are 34. You've been going off and on the gym for 10 years, but all you've been doing is classes. And you chop and change because I've worked in gyms. I know they change the timetables. I used to do them. So, again, you've had no... You've had minimal... Minimal structure, no resistance training, no progressive adaptation, no progressive overload. When you come to then go, right, okay, listen, I've been going to the gym for 10 years. I've not had any fucking results. I'm ready to change it up and I'm ready to commit to this resistance program. Just putting it out there, the likelihood is you are going to get a little bit, I don't want to say bored because it's not necessarily boredom because it's it's changing your mindset of how you view your workouts and the results you're getting and how you're doing them. But obviously when you go to classes they tend to change each week they you know you can pick and choose what classes like one week you might do three spins and that week it might be an aerobics a boot camp and a body pump okay you're constantly changing therefore your your oh what's it called where it sets your mind oh god this is why we should edit the podcast your oh my god what is the word like where it, you know, where it, it's sexy in your brain. Like it's constantly, oh my, I can't even press pause, guys. This is bad. Where it is um, not motivating, not inspiring along them lines. 
it is oh my god right basically i definitely do this too much on podcasting i need to eat more fish fingers for omega-3 right so oh my god so when you go to the gym i'm, I'm gonna have to talk it out when you go to the gym and you go to a gym class it's like exciting and it's changing i've fuck knows what the word is we're, we're moving on from it but basically the difference you've gone to the gym for 10 years you've done different classes you then go into a set program that is going to repeat it is not going to be as sexy okay and you might get to a point with stimulating i think that was what i was thinking of like it's not going to be as mentally like stimulating and as exciting because you do have to repeat the workout and that is a big thing that i see when people come into working and going into this the proper way of training to get results is that they're like Oh, you know, can I change up now on week three or week four? And I'm like, no, okay. But that's because I then explain why we're not changing it up. Because what do you want? Do you want to be mentally stimulated and go for fitness and go for enjoyment, but not really get results? Because if you do, that's fine. Of course, we can change it up. No problemo. But if you want the results, this is what we have to do to get them. We have to have a little bit, no, not a little bit. We have to have some progressive overload, some way of tracking our progress, some way of each week getting better to do that. And that is what classes don't give you. Freaking hell, went around the houses on that one. So in short, guys, no, you can't swap your resistance and your progressive overload with your classes. You won't get the results that you want from doing so. But you can still keep your classes in there for your enjoyment, for your fitness, for the social aspect. It is important to do that. So find the balance. Woo! That was a big one. All right. I reckon we're going to get through two more questions uh, and then we're going to wrap it up. Um, Okay. So this is another fasting question. Um, So someone said to me, I gave them the calories, I gave them the protein target and they were like, okay, so I'm doing fasting as well uh, and I'm going to only eat two meals. So how much, what should I change? I was like, you change nothing, babe. That is your calories. That is your protein. Just because you're doing fasting, you you then don't eat less calories or eat less protein. The whole point of fasting is that you have an eating window to get them calories in, to get that protein in. So what you need to change is your outlook on it. So if you're doing intermittent fasting girls and you are having two meals, maybe at one, you know, one at one o'clock, one at six o'clock or something, um, you still need to be getting your calories in and you need to shift it. So my advice, if you are intermittent fasting and you're doing the, the 16 8 one which normally is you start eating at 12 you finish eating at eight that's the most common one or one and nine my your first meal will be at 12 your second meal is normally about three and your third meal can be about half six seven uh so you finish eating by by the eight and then you split your calories and you split, split your protein through that so that's my advice is that if you are doing intermittent fasting I've done it. I think I've done, yeah I have done a podcast on this so go on this side if you want a little bit more in detail there's nothing magic about it the the positives that you get from intermittent fasting are you know your digestive system works better you tend to sleep better um it can regulate your blood sugar levels um decreases inflammation you get more shit done in the morning because you're not thinking about having a meal loads of positives on it but magic fat loss is not the one okay we're just putting them calories in a window so you still want to be hitting your calorie deficit and you still want to be hitting your protein uh, in that eating window okay let's do next one oh this is a great one all right maybe we'll finish on this one and just keep this a little bit shorter today so 
This is from Beck. Hey, Em, what happens to the extra calories earned through exercise? Nothing. Because we don't earn calories through exercise. Okay. This is got so many levels to it so let's just tap into the first one that i just said you do not want to be exercising to earn your food let's just put that out there that is a really nasty way of thinking for yourself it's like punishing yourself so you deserve it like so you deserve food and we let's you know that's probably a whole different topic but we deserve to eat because we are human and because we want to eat that's the bottom line not because we've done 100 babies or half an hour on the bike okay like that's that's no um and the second thing is if you are on a calorie deficit you want to get your calorie deficit from a coach ideally who knows you best um definitely try and don't get it from my fitness pal because that will just spit out a really low one or an online calorie calculator but again just do your research into um a good one but ideally from a coach. So once you've got your calorie calculator, which does take into like your height, weight, like that is your calorie deficit, okay? You do then not do 20 minutes on the bike that tells you it's been 150 kilo- calories and add that into your calorie deficit, okay? And this again is where connecting your fitness device up to my fitness pal is shocking for your results because I've seen this time and time again. My biggest advice Everyone who comes into work with me, whether it's Fit and Six One to One, on their welcome pack, it will say disconnect your fitness device from my fitness pal. Okay, when we because we actually people think they burn a lot more calories from exercise than they do. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. Okay, no matter how good your fitness watch is, it's not accurate. Bottom line, it is not accurate in telling you how many calories you have burned. Um, and even in the, the only way to do this is in a clinical setting, like a really fancy clinic where you're under, you know, um, professionals watching you how you train, you're linked up to loads of devices. Even then, it's never 100%. So think about that, that clinical setting compared to you wearing your Apple Watch. It's 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 not accurate sorry and you know what guys that's why I don't have one so I'm I'm a health coach obvs and you know I have an a Hawaii is how we say it step tracker all I use it for is to tell the time and track my steps that's it I have never monitored my calorie burn on cardio only by how I feel and time possibly sometimes heart rate but I've never looked at my watch to say how many calories I've burned because they're not accurate and it's just putting something else into mix that we don't need to worry about, that we tend to worry about. So when it comes to being in a deficit, you certainly do not add calories onto your deficit, okay? Your deficit is your deficit. And when you are doing your workouts, they are just an added bonus to increase that deficit slightly, ever so slightly. But also, there's so many more benefits from exercising in a fat loss journey you know it's gonna increase your energy levels you're gonna feel fat fitter you're gonna feel more motivated there are studies that show that when we exercise we we then tend to eat better because we feel better so all of these things are just way more important than how many calories your your watch tells you to track so that you can then go and have an extra kick out or something okay so i thought that was a great question because i know that a lot of people will be doing that especially if you are starting out on a fitness journey now, 
and you're just at the beginning and you're tracking my fitness pal like massive well done but you've got your new watch that you got for christmas you've connected it up and then my fitness pal is constantly telling you different calories for each day no no get your calories deficit disconnect your watch from my fitness pal stop looking at how many calories you've been in a workout go off how you feel are you tired do you feel like you worked well did you get a bit of a sweat on like all of these things are way more important than what your calories say, what your watch says you've been on calories. So yeah, disconnect that and certainly do not add in extra calories from what you've burned into your daily calorie allowance. That will massively set you back. Okay. What time is it? We've got two minutes. I'm going to add in this very last question because it's very easy. Um, Water, can we add sugar-free squash to it? Absolutely, of course you can. If you are increasing your water intake and adding a little bit of that sugar-free squash is going to help increase that water intake, absolutely go for it. My biggest top tip, just make sure it is still see-through. Don't be adding so much squash. It's really thick. It's really, um, it's the word opaque. I love that word. It's really opaque. You don't want to be doing that. But if adding sugar-free squash is going to help increase your water intake, go for it. All right. I think we did quite well there. Do me a favor, guys. If you are a avid podcast listener, please drop me a message. Let me know if you enjoyed today because I would love to continue doing these. Because again, I think like these are questions straight from the horse's mouth. Like the the straight from the horse's mouth. These questions are the questions that are on everyone's mind, and hopefully they will be very helpful. I now just need to think of a title. Hmm. Okay, I'll get on that. But thank you for listening. I hope you have enjoyed it. And any questions like this you do have, please drop them in my DM and I will continue to make little Q&A ones uh, every now and again. But as always, I really appreciate you listening to me, taking the time to, you know, give me your time. It's always, always super appreciative on my behalf. One thing I will say before we shoot off is if you can go and give me a rating, I think at the moment I'm on like 39, five stars and I hate, I hate um, odd numbers. So if we can get it up to 40, that'd be great. You just go into Spotify, hit ratings and hit that five star. And as always, drop me a message. Let me know if you enjoyed this and I will catch you next time. Have a beautiful day, everyone. Mwah!